Hey y'all, this is Sarah Elking and welcome to the first episode of God Ronic Appointments. Today we'll talk about grinding and hustling and when to realize burnout or when to rest. Today I have with me my best friend. I've known her since for 10 years and she's a student of physical therapy, Johanna Schultz. Hi. So Johanna, do you want to tell them how we met? Yeah, so in middle school, um, Sarah actually was in one of the classes I was in at the time um, and invited me to an after-school, last-day-of-school swim party at her house. (laughs) Um, I was so down. This cool girl asked me to hang out. Let's do it. Um, Showed up. I was the only (laughs) other person at the party. Um, it was super fun. I actually ended up hanging out with her all summer, um, and we've been together ever since. So thank goodness for seventh grade. Thank goodness for nobody coming to that pool party, or else we probably wouldn't have been friends. Yeah, I guess not. That's a Godronic appointment right there. <laughs> I might, I'm going to explain the word Godronic real quick. Um, so I came up with the word, and the word irony is things happening by coincidence or by chance, but... If you know God, nothing happens by chance. Everything is a divine appointment. So that's where the name God-ronic appointments comes from. So today, let's dive in. I'm going to talk a little bit about like my story and my hustling and my grinding, and then which led to burnout. So about two years ago, I think, almost two, I was in Springfield, still going to MSU and living in Springfield at the time, and I had just started my first ever bodybuilding prep. And um, it was the second semester, and I was kind of going through some struggles with roommates and moving out. And so I decided to start working out at 2 a.m. Crazy. I know. (laughs) And I would work out from 2 to 3, my lift, and then I'd do like 30 minutes of cardio for prep. And then after that, I would have clients from 4 a.m. till 8 a.m. before school, go home, shower really quick, and then I'd go to class from 9 to 3 And then after that, I'd go home, eat, and do as much homework as I could, and I would be lights out at 6. So I had no social life. I was in the gym. I I was trying to maintain my sleep quality and, like, the hours of sleep, but it was definitely – it was taxing on my mental state. I would say more so to speak socially because God wants us to commune with people and have those relationships. He doesn't want us to isolate ourselves. So I've – I definitely reached a point after my show where I was like, so I didn't even want to go to the gym. I didn't even want to work out. And I knew that that wasn't right. And that I had to find a way to get back into the gym in a healthy manner, in a healthy motive, so that I'm not burnt out. Yeah, that is tough. I do not know how you dealt with that. Um, That's a crazy schedule. I kind of can relate a little bit, definitely um, not comparing our schedules at all, but um, just both being students and going through a lot of changes in life recently. Um, So just finished my undergrad. Um, Right now, I am a second year in a physical therapy program, and holy cow, is the (laughs) workload insane. Yeah, um, but I actually have been working with um, my school's athletes recently, so I wake up around um, 5, I'm in the gym with them at 5.30, teaching them lifting techniques. How many athletes do you have? 
Um, so I can't really count them. I'm not allowed to disclose um, any sort of attendance, but I can tell you the athletes that I work with. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so in the morning times, I work with our swim and dive women's and men's team. Um, I also work with our men's basketball, our women's soccer, and then in the evenings, I work with men's lacrosse. Um, and yeah, just any other athletes that are injured that are in there um, to get better. That's kind of just in between on lunch hours um, and on days that I don't have school. And then after I work with the athletes in the morning, so I get done around eight, I head off to class. We have labs um, from about eight to five, Monday through Thursday. After that, I'm usually studying with the other coaches in the weight room. Um, we're all trying to get certified for strength and conditioning coaches, um, something that we're working together to do. And then on weekends, Friday through Sunday, I'm a server. Um, so usually nine to 10 hour shifts, a good environment for me, but yeah, schedule is a little Here intense. You are hustling. Um, can I ask, do you feel like it's all worth it? Do you feel like your motive, like what's your motive behind doing all this? Yeah, so I kind of had a lot of changes in my schedule. Um, I used to work as a physical therapy aide. Um, I used to work at a daycare. I've done a lot of different jobs. But I would just say my main motive is to always switch things up and keep things exciting. Um, eventually, I'd like to figure out what kind of population I want to work with. I'm still working on that process right now. Um, prepping for boards, prepping for clinicals where I work for different physical therapy offices um, and different populations. But I don't know. I would say I just want to overall keep my life exciting and always work towards helping people um, and making them have the most movement and being able to do whatever they want to do with their lives um, gives me a lot of fulfillment. I think it's so cool how you can like see everything from the anatomy and the, the science side when you're in with your patients and when you're, when you're exercising. Like when I'm a personal trainer, you guys know that, and Johanna's kind of in the same field, and she it's even more so. So like when we work out together, it's crazy the knowledge that she has there, which is so valuable so let me ask how does how do you think this ties into like your purpose like do you think god's like gifted you this opportunity and this in your life that because you obviously are so passionate that this is what you want to do yeah i would say um everything kind of just fell in place for me um still kind of working on exactly where i want to end up um something that i think uh every single one of us should keep an open mind for. Um, never want to pin yourself down to one sort of goal. Um, they should always be changing. But yeah, when I was younger, I actually tore my ACLs playing a sport that I absolutely loved. Um, and I worked with a really cool team. I had a surgeon, I had a physical therapist, I had um, like even my medication doctor was on board, pharmacist. I had, um, like I said, strength trainers. Um, my own coach at the time was on this team. Uh, just a big group of people that helped me get back and I was able to play the sport that I loved again. 
Um, and so I think that is mainly where I've kept in mind, um, where I think I'm headed to and what God kind of just showed me in an example, a great team to get me what I wanted back to doing. I think so. Um, yeah. And just like how I could fit myself in there. I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but talking to more people, I think I've found my niche and how to be that team for someone else. And I think it really shows like you trusting and having faith that it's just going to work out and that you know that this is going to work for you. And it kind of reminds me of the story in Joshua 6. You remember this one where they were, God said, go fight the battle, but before you do, march around Jericho seven times. Mm -hmm. And so he handed them the battle after those seven days. And in the seven days, they were like, why are we doing all this? We question our journey, our path, and, like, it may not seem like we're going somewhere in the moment, but in the end game, like, 10 years ago, when we met, when you were going through all that ACL surgery and everything, you might have not seen you were going to end up here, but look at you now. Yeah. And kind of like with my thing, when I was, I was a brand new trainer, like, doing all that crazy schedule stuff, and I, my motives weren't pure. I definitely just did it all out of to see what my own ability was. Like my, my motive for my first ever bodybuilding show was to see if I could do it mentally, which isn't a bad thing, but it also puts God on the back burner and it puts me on the front burner and puts me on the pedestal. But it's, it's not about that. It's about serving him. Like in the, in the gospel, it says that those who try to save their life lose it and those who lose their life will gain it in serving the the word of god the kingdom of god so if we how can i word this you get what i'm trying to say Mm-hmm. okay yeah and i would give yourself a little grace too like like you said your goals at that time are a lot different than your goals now yeah um and nothing wrong with that goals should always be changing Um, But just keeping him in light at the same time, I think that's pretty cool that you were able to recognize that um, and just be able to switch it up on the drop of the hat whenever you could. Uh, Whenever you were going through that time, did you ever find yourself at a point where you were too worked up to do anything about it? Or how did you deal with, hey, my schedule is so busy, what do I do now? I think... It wasn't, I didn't give myself the choice. I just kept head down and embraced it. And then finally, once my show was over, school was over, and the summer started coming around, and I had more free time, more of, like, time for me to do what I wanted, because I guess I made, oh, yes, my schedule was constricting, and I put that on myself. And so, like, in that time of grace, I definitely was able to grow more in my relationship with God and really understand the principles of rest. And, like, resting is submitting to God. It's yeah. like he created, he made all creation in six days, Genesis 2, 20, or 2, 2, 3. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he set, ceased or rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So imagine this big God, big man up there, 
the mighty, almighty God. He can do anything. He sees, hears everything. He created the earl, the world, the world, <laughs> the earth, the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon, the grass, everything we breathe, eat, everything. And he rested. So it shows significance and how important it is for us to rest. And then later in the gospel, a lot of the Pharisees and Sadducees in um, the Jewish tradition would accuse Jesus and his disciples of not resting on the Sabbath, where they did good work, where I think he actually healed a man on the Sabbath, and they accused him of doing good works on the Sabbath. But then Jesus said, hey, if a man is sick or if a man is dying, do you not save him just because it's the Sabbath? So God really created Sabbath for man, for us to rest because it's holy and it's all about trusting him and it's a blessed day to enjoy with God and to that his it's again it, it goes back to his ability and in our inability that we trust God. In um Mark 2:27-28, then Jesus said to them, "The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people to meet the requirements of Sabbath." And I think that it kind of goes back to what you were saying how I gave myself grace, and I am struggling with that right now. <laughs> but it, it almost ties into how hustling and grinding can almost be performance, and that if we think we can do so much that we, we receive love, but God loves us no matter what our performance yes. is, and that's the grace, and that is like a huge eye-opener and game-changer. Like, have you experienced like a mental shift ever, like seeing like – oh, I don't actually have to do all this, it's going to be okay kind of piece? Yeah, kind of. Um, a really cool example, I kind of saw this firsthand. Uh, one time I was in Alaska with a wonderful group of women and um, a few young men from a church I was going to at the time. And um, we were doing a Bible school and there was, after about three days of us going to this village with no running water, um, sun was out about all but one hour of the day, um, hard to sleep, but really cool environment. These people just don't have the resources. Um, all of our Bible school stuff was all over the dirt roads. And I was so angry. All my hard work that I had done back home, I was about 16 years old. I spent days with my mom cutting out crafts and beads and collecting glue sticks were all over the street. After working so hard, just felt like defeating. Um, but then at the end, like just being able to see the community each day, more people came in, more people came in. Um, I don't know, there's only so much work that you can put in before it is time to rest, reflect, and know that he's got your back. And I mean, there are going to be times where you struggle, but no amount of work can do what he's able to do. So we just need to know that and remember that. Amen to that. I really like in Proverbs sixteen thirty three, and I actually just found this one, but I was going to tell you guys a different one. I'll go to that later. But the 1633, we may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. And that's that kind of ties into 
when he said in the word that we're not supposed to understand everything and that's where the that's where faith comes in that's where the trusting comes in and god said he wants us to work hard i think it's in john 15 i'm gonna fly through there really quick but like do you ever feel like like a lack of character if you're not a hard worker yeah i'd say there's many a times especially recently when uh, i come home from a long day 8 p.m i've done my coaching i've been through school been to labs done presentations studied for boards and i just want to lay on the couch but i feel so guilty um, and feel like i need to work harder to develop myself and be a more well-rounded person but yeah again it comes that's like our mentality I think with the performance we have to give ourselves grace in that and it says here in John 15 4 and 5 remain in me oops remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me yes I am the vine you are the branches Those who remain in me and I in them will produce fruit. For apart from me, you cannot do nothing. You cannot do nothing. Wow. (laughs) That's great English. (laughs) So I love this verse because it really, like it just illustrates and gives us a good picture that of God as this big mighty tree and we are his fruit and if, and we are some of his branches and we can't grow or produce fruit if we're not connected to the tree. So everything is through him. Our performance, our our work ethic. We have to come to him in Matthew 16, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and you will. I think, what's the second part of that? Do you know? Is it just seek first the kingdom of God? I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, 633. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And that's, that kind of ties into my motive. I think when I was doing my hustling, I don't think I was content. I don't think I was, I was very restless and not at peace. And the more you can like take a step back and find that self-awareness, you understand God's character. Instead of knowing of God, you kind of know his character. You know God and not know of God. Yeah, so I kind of have a question for you now. Let's hear it. Um, Like for me recently, I've noticed there's, like you said, a lot of times where performance and the hustle, the grind, whatever you'd like to call it, is kind of top priority. But as you know, we are humans and he did rest. Um, he will give us everything we need. We do have faith in that. Um, when do you decide that the gym, friends, hanging out with family, um, how do you decide when to do what and how to make that work? That's a tricky, that's a tricky question. It's very loaded. I would say my first thought was go off priority. What, like make a list. And I would weigh them out, and I'd pray about it. And honestly, if God's the first thing we should seek, put him first. 
above all else. And then for me, I personally put the gym above socializing, which is everybody's got their own opinion of that. And to me, if I don't, my goals are kind of very intertwined with my career. So it's, it's kind of like work. So I would say that the work comes before the friends and the relationships. But at the same time, like you had mentioned the other day, I say we should talk about integrating. You integrate it. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say like even this morning we just worked out together. Um, and I noticed that a lot of your friends and your family is in your work environment. So we went to the gym, and I think you talked to at least five or six people and introduced them to me, um, just made them a friend of mine. So, I mean, just seeing you put that um, in perspective is really cool. Um, I hear a lot of people talk about, like, work-life balance. Uh, that can be really tricky for anyone, Um one woman came and talked to our class recently about work-life integration, which is kind of what I think you have going on here is making sure that your work life and your free time life are integrated together, um, spending time in the environments that you want to mm-hmm. um, to get the best bang for your buck. Yeah, I think like my first thought was intention when you said all that because... Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of got to know why you want to do what you want to do. And, like, why I want to work out, why I want to train people is because I believe that's my purpose. And, like, that's what I'm passionate about. And the best way I can serve people is by through fitness because I I believe it's mind, body, and soul. You can't improve one area and then not the other. It's They're all connected. If you're mentally tough, then you probably are going to look physically fit. And if you're physically fit, your mental toughness is probably going to be pretty high standard or equivalent to it as well, especially with the spirituality. Because when you go through these tough times and you go through like the people in Jericho when they were marching, like on the fourth or fifth day, they're like, why are we doing this? Why are we going through all this hard stuff? They were probably like, oh, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Where was I? We'll come back to it. But I just believe that the Sabbath, a.k.a., which is really Saturday for the Jewish culture back then, but today we have transitioned it into a Sunday, that it's a blessing and not a burden. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, ooh, this is good. So I kind of talked about this a little bit with one of my Bible study groups, how I'm a taskmaster. Like, I got to put it on a list, and if I check it off, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing? What, are, what am I practicing? It goes back into that performance. And so, like, on Sunday, it's meal prep day. It's laundry day. It's all these chores I load up on myself, which would be so smart to do the integrating thing, what you're talking about, do small steps throughout the week so it's not all loaded up on the day we're supposed to just rest and rest in God and enjoy it as a blessing. And not a burden where we have to do laundry, where we have to do meal prepping. And that's another thing. That's a whole other story or an episode where we could talk about our perspective on things. Don't look at it as a chore, but look at it as a blessing to be able to do those things. Because, mm-hmm. like, oh, go ahead. And you can even take that to, uh, like, events that you need to go to. 
So on some Sundays, I wake up and I do not feel like changing into nice clothes and taking myself 30 minutes away to the church that I go to, but more integrating that into something that I want to do, the people I want to be around. That's It's oh, not like balancing. That. It's more fitting it in and making it happen rather than making one side of the scale higher than the other. I like um, that. It's just more of making it part of my life, not just what's important right now. It's not instant satisfaction. That's really good. Wow. That'll preach. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Caller Holy. I I had to take that. That's a good line. (laughs) Have you listened to that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's such a good podcast. These two are kind of like this they are way in the word and they've both been to seminary and they called it they got an, a podcast called caller holy it's kind of like the biblical insight of the opposite of caller daddy nice so like yeah there's real life struggles that the church doesn't talk about and they talk about it but with biblical principle so it's pretty cool go check them out <laughs> and um is there anything else you think we should talk about i kind of think we hit all of it yeah Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun sitting here and chatting, hanging out, um, just being able to relax, like you said, and spend time with the people that we love. Exactly. Amen to that. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you continue to follow our journey and see who our next Godronic appointment is. See you guys later.